Hello everyone, welcome back to Ohi Asthmatic Podcast. It's been a long time since I talk on this podcast, but today some friends suggested me to continue with this, so here we go. I'm going to talk about acute rheumatic fever since this is what I've been reading for this week. Acute rheumatic fever is a systemic inflammatory disease of connective tissue which can develop in relation to group A streptococcal pharyngitis. It often occurs in predisposed people in relation to autoimmune response to group A streptococcal epitope and cross-reactivity which are identical to human tissue epitopes which can be found in the skin, joints, heart and brain. Etiology and pathogenesis Acute rheumatic fever is caused by group A beta-hemolytic streptococci. Inflammations of the upper respiratory tracts typically caused by group A beta-hemolytic streptococci result in the development of rheumatic inflammation. Three aspects of the pathogenesis of acute rheumatic fever. The first one is common features of the causative agent. Specific features, second one, specific features of the interaction between group A streptococci and the human body tissues cells. The third one, peculiarities of the human body in which the disease develops. Infections, group A beta hemolytic streptococci, streptococcus pyogenes or streptococcus hemolyticus presented by 80 various strains. Group A streptococcus antigens which can cross-react with tissue antigens of the human body play an important role in induction of autoimmune reactions. Nowadays, similar antigenic structure are known. The first one it can be seen that group A streptococcus antigens are similar to the first one muscular cells of myocardium, myosin sarcolemma of cardiomyocytes, fibroblasts of connective tissue of the heart and its vascular wall. The second one, structural glycoproteins of the connective tissue of heart valve. The third one, cytoplasm of subthalamic and caudate nuclei of the brain, epithelium of cortical and medulla areas of the thalamus. The predisposing factors of acute rheumatic fever is genetic predispositions. 3-4% to of people who suffered from respiratory infection developed rheumatism in case of epidemic cases. Family incidence is 3 times more likely to happen than the population incidence suggesting rheumatism. The second one is body susceptibility. To streptococcus plays an important role in the development of rheumatic, rheumatic inflammations. Systemic lesions. Systemic lesion is pathological changes in body organs, tissue, including tumor, ulcers, sores, and wounds. The first one that occurs in acute rheumatic fever, uh, it is involving the antigen circulate, antigen circulation forming immune complexes and their fixations in organs and tissues. The second one, multiple intracellular and extracellular antigens 
of streptococcus have a direct unfavorable effect on human body tissues and myosins of muscular fibers. The third one, they also interfere with immune regulation resulting in the development of immunopathologic process. In this second part, I'm going to talk about pathomorphological. There are four stages in the development of a pathologic process on the connective tissue. The first one is mucoid swelling. It is superficial and reversible disorganizations of connective tissue. So in mucoid swelling, there are depolymerizations and breakdown of glucose amine glycans of the ground substance of the connective tissue as well as accumulations of hyaluronic acid and like I said before, these processes are fully reversible. But the second stage is the second stage is fibrinoid swelling. An amorphous mass fibrinoid is formed which precipitate in tissues resulting in the appearance of local foci of necrosis. The second one is appearance of necrosis. The third one is granulomatosis. It is a formation of the rheumatic granulomas on ashoff bodies or nodules. There are proliferations of connective tissue around the foci of fibrinoid necrosis. So there are formations of granules surrounding the necrosis, the zone of necrosis, the, from the second stage to the third stage. The granulomas consist of large irregular basophile cells of histiocytic origins. There are gigantic multicellular cells, mitogenic cells origin with eosinophile cytoplasm, cardiomyocytes, and ischcon myocytes with typical arrangements of chromatin, lymphoid, and plasmatic cells, lebrocyte, mast cell, and single leukocyte. The duration of the development of granuloma is 3 to 4 months. It's considered to be a specific morphologic features of rheumatic carditis. And the fourth one is sclerosis and hyalinosis, which resulting in the loss functions. So there are four stages of pathomorphology of acute rheumatic fever. The first one, mucoid swelling. Second one, fibrinoid swelling, formations of necrosis. The third one is granulomatosis around the zone of necrosis. And the last one, fourth stage, is sclerosis and hyalinosis, which resulting in loss of function. Pathologic peculiarities of various tissue. There are nine organs involved. The first one is heart, edema of the intermuscular connective tissue, fibrin affusion. Infiltrations of polymorphonuclear, nuclear leukocyte and lymphocyte. The second one, muscular fiber. There will be hypertrophy, atrophy, and different kinds of dystrophy and necrobiosis resulting in lysis. The third one is endocardium, involving valve. There are development of severe deformative sclerosis which commonly affecting the mitral valve. The fourth one is articular tissue joints. There will be disorganizations of the tissue, connective tissue, oxidative inflammations, vasculitis resulting in moderate fibrosis. So with fibrosis, there will be loss of function or there will be atrophy. 
the fifth one the fifth one is subcutaneous fat rheumatic nodules rheumatic nodules 0.5 to 0.25 cm in diameter may occur however rheumatic nodules usually disappear disappear within one month the sixth one is serous membranes will show serous or serous fibrous inflammations the seventh uh, lungs there will be vasculitis and perivasculitis infiltrations of alveolar septa by lymphoid histiocytic elements sometimes there will be small foci of fibrinoid necrosis within the large cell proliferation may be found called mason bodies the eighth one kidneys inflammations and sclerotic changes in vessels and focal which last commonly diffuse glomerular nephritis the ninth one the last one nervous system changes there will be abnormal changes in and causing vasculitis of the vessels of microcirculatory blood system bloodstream uh, there will be atrophic dystrophic changes of the ganglia cell in chorea chorea is it is an abnormal involuntary movement disorder which will be explained the characteristic of chorea c h o r e a so in nervous system there will be lymphohistiocytic infiltrates are found in the stroma of sensory ganglia endoneurum and perineurum that's all for the peculiarities of various tissue next will be about clinical presentations of acute rheumatic fever in most cases patients develop signs or symptoms of acute rheumatic fever in one and a half to four weeks following by streptococcal nasopharyngeal infections the patients complained of fever malaise fatigue hypohidrosis anorexia and decrease of body weight the severity of the initial the initial stage of acute rheumatic fever depends on the patient's ages 50% of the cases in 2 to 3 weeks following tonsillitis in children may have a fever symmetric migrating pain in large joints commonly on the knee joints and clinical signs of carditis other children develop a monosyndromal course of acute rheumatic fever with predominance of clinical signs of arthritis carditis of or chorea in adolescents and young adults typically have a gradual onset of the disease they usually have fever pain in large joints clinical signs of carditis following by tonsillitis but there is an exceptions including recruits or soldiers who had epidemic beta hemolytic streptococcal tonsillitis they, they typically have an acute onset of the disease um there will be heart involvement which def- determine nosologic specificity at the process and the outcome of the disease which is the common significant clinical presentation thank you for tuning in to this episode today is 3 april 2020 we're in the midst of crisis i hope everyone is staying home and safe the next episode will be dedicated to rheumatic heart disease this is intern from ohs medic podcast goodbye and may peace be upon you